Welcome to Transform with Dr. Maggie Yu, the show about how to become a pilot and not a passenger in your health and in your life. I also just struggled a lot with fatigue and like muscle achiness and just feeling kind of weak. Basically, I would make it through the workday and then I would get in bed and then I'd be in bed all weekend. Hey, everybody. Today, we're interviewing Tara, who has a long list of autoimmune diseases and possible diagnosis. She's a school nurse who suffered with undifferentiated connective tissue disorder, POTS. How many of you have POTS out there? Yeah, it's autoimmune. Raynaud's, psoriasis, and questionable lupus, and likely Sjogren's. So there's a long list here of autoimmune and other diagnoses and symptoms that she's been struggling with. And she works full-time as a school nurse and a mother. I'd love for you to see where she is just two months later. I'm Meg UMD, and I'm a functional and holistic medicine and the creator of the Transform Protocol and the Facebook group, Transform Autoimmune Disease Naturally. If you want to learn more about me or about the program, join our Facebook group with the link, which is Transform Autoimmune Disease Naturally. If you're watching from YouTube or Instagram, make sure you give us a thumbs up, a like, and a follow. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you ring the bell so you get notified whenever I'm live or we're premiering a new video. If you like to learn more about how to turn around autoimmune disease naturally, there's probably a link above or below this where you can chat our team. If not, join our Facebook group and you can chat with our team there. Tara, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? So my name's Tara. I am a nurse. I've always been an oncology nurse. And then in the, about two years ago, I became a school nurse and I work full time. I have two kids, seven and 10. I've known I've had something autoimmune for a long time, for many years, only in the last three years did I get a diagnosis, undifferentiated connective tissue disorder, which is honestly still kind of like a gray <laughs> diagnosis. It, it's, you know, they don't know if it's lupus or Sjogren's or both. And I've also struggled with POTS and reflux, like GERD. And I'm trying to think of Raynaud's, psoriasis, a lot of fun things. So. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people in the group in the last couple of days have been talking about POTS. And POTS, again, is one of those diagnoses that people in the conventional world don't know what the hell to do with. They get sent to cardiologists, to POTS specialty centers, none of them understanding that there's a auto, huge autoimmune component to POTS. And people with POTS to the cardiologist yeah. when it's not a cardiac issue, actually. And then you guys get put on cardiac meds yeah. to slow down the heart rate, which actually drops your blood pressure further, which makes you even more dizzy, more nauseated, more sick. So our conventional approach towards POTS as a cardiology issue, it's just dead wrong. It's not really helping people very much. What's your experience been with the POTS? I noticed that I, yeah, just started feeling super dizzy whenever I stood up and I did have some palpitations, but they weren't super bad. It was mainly the, the lightheaded feeling like I'm going to pass out right. just with position changes, which obviously is really hard to just function daily um, and work full time and have kids and much less be a nurse at a school. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to help you, but I'm going to faint while doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind me. Yeah. But I, interestingly enough, when I went on the, this sort of proves that it's an autoimmune thing. When I went on Plaquenil, it actually improved for a period of time, but then it got worse again. You know, rheumatology said, well, let's increase your Plaquenil. And I said, hold on, let's, I want to try this program. But also they sent me to cardiology <laughs> and, you know, they thankfully ruled out a lot of other serious, like heart related things, you know, EKG and stress test, all the things were normal. And they tried me on Midrin. They didn't try a beta blocker because they knew my blood pressure was already in the toilet anyway. Midrin um, actually constricts the blood vessels. Right. Yeah. So 
honestly, it didn't work all that well and it made me feel weird. So they just didn't really have like a solution. But here's the interesting thing about your story. I mean, you didn't just have POTS, you had other autoimmune disorders. We got undifferentiated connective tissue disorder. We got yeah. Raynaud's and we got psoriasis right. and possibly questionable lupus and Sjogren's. And none of those doctors have made the connection that POTS is actually part of this autoimmune issue, right. not a separate cardiac issue. Right. And so the, I think that's where we have failed people in POTS diagnosis and treatment is that none of our doctors who are diagnosing and treating POTS know any damn thing about autoimmune and POTS connection with autoimmunity. Right. Yeah. Well, what about the undifferentiated connective tissue disease? Let's talk about this. You got these diagnoses. What were your top three symptoms that you had to deal with two months ago before you came into the program? Well, definitely the, you know, feeling dizzy in the POTS relating to that, but I also just struggled a lot with fatigue and like muscle achiness and just feeling kind of weak, which, you know, I feel like I've always been a really active person and done lots of sports. And so that was just hard to go from being, you know, able to go on runs and do all these things to suddenly feeling like I was in bed a lot. Basically I would make it through the work day and then I would get in bed and then I'd be in bed all weekend. You like had to pay for your activity for the next couple of days. I'm going to yes. work for two days straight. I'm going to pay for three days straight after that. Exactly. And I kept thinking, I was like, I think I'm just getting sick. Like, I think this is just a cold and, you know, I just need to rest this weekend. And then my husband was extremely patient and was, but finally, after like a couple months of that was like, I don't, you still haven't gotten like a cold and uh, <laughs> like this is just not getting better. And that's when I realized, I mean, it really just feels like you're fighting something. And then obviously you realize you're fighting your own body. <laughs> yeah. That's what autoimmune disease is. Your immune system that's supposed to be fighting germs and trying to kill them looks at your own cells in your body and says, you're a germ and I'm going to kill you. Right. If constantly your body's trying to kill itself, you're going to feel like you're sick all the time and everywhere. It's not like Raynaud's. It's just attacks of blood vessels. It's like you have Raynaud's, your body's already mistaken blood vessels as a germ. Oh, you can have psoriasis. It's going to attack skin cells. It's going to start mistaking skin cells or yeah. connective tissue, undifferentiated connective tissue, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of different, like once your body makes one mistake that your body is foreign, it's going to make hundreds, if not thousands of mistakes that other body parts are foreign. So yes. interesting for me, you have like three, four, five diagnoses going on and questionably two more. And it doesn't matter to me. I mean, that was one of the things biggest, I think, myths out there is that people think getting the diagnosis is the most important thing. And right. they spend a lot of their time, money, energy, getting that diagnosis. I get the diagnosis. Now I can fix it. Right. Right. And that's where most of our medical system money and dollars and time is spent is let's get you a diagnosis. But it sounds weird, but I don't give a rat's, you know what, what yeah. your diagnosis is or anybody that's watching because what we do in this program is identify what's triggering that autoimmunity so we can stop it no matter what the targets of the attack is. Right. That is a fundamental difference with our approach versus anybody else's is what's the triggers, not what's your diagnosis. So I can like, you know, give you the right drug for that to temporarily slow things down in that diagnosis. It's like, what is feeding your autoimmunity so we can stop the attack so that your hundreds of targets can be all stopped at once, no more whack-a-mole, right? Yeah. That's a very different approach. So my question for you is, how long were you in the Facebook group? What made you finally actually decide to join this program? I think I was in there for maybe three years or so. Like whenever I first kind of got that you in the group for three years? I think, I don't know. When Long did you time start? stalker, first time enrolled? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three yeah. years? I think so. I mean, I'm not super active on Facebook, so I wasn't like I was like daily looking at it, but I think I joined it three years ago and thought a lot and been thinking about it on and off since then. So. Right. 
And then yeah, when did you finally decide? I always felt like, it always felt like a relief to me to think about this as it all just being one big connected problem, like Correct. sort of simple, but underlying solutions, right? Like these are the problems that are causing all of the other problems. And so if we can address those, we address everything. And I right. think I've always wanted to look at it that way and focus on it that way. I think like nurse Western medicine side of me wanted to also just, you know, and the, and the people pleasing side of me, like wanted to go along with my doctors were doing and saying it. And honestly, I really respect a lot of them. And I, I think they're very intelligent and they care a lot about me. So I, I was sort of giving that it's go, let's do these things that you're suggesting. Let's see how far we get. And I think with the Plaquenil, I did make some progress, but as soon as things started backsliding while on the Plaquenil, yeah. that's when I started to panic because panic, but just realized I needed to do something else because the next step is, well, let's max out your dose of Plaquenil. And then I know what comes after that. It's, you know, it's oral chemo. It's IV, you know, cause that's what I used to do. I was an oncology nurse and I used to give these drugs. So I just knew I don't want to create more problems with these meds that are really heavy duty. I want to get ahead of it. Don't you think it's ironic? Like you're an oncology nurse who used to administer these meds and you're like, I wouldn't be caught t- taking them if I don't have to. If I don't have to. Yeah. I do think that there are people that are really far advanced and who maybe would have a hard time implementing a lot of these lifestyle changes that it's like, okay, we got to keep you out of the hospital. These are the drugs you need. I'm in place for medication, but it's not the first nor only. Exactly. Thing. Exactly. I didn't feel like I needed to be at that point. Well, that's the thing is we're both healthcare providers, right? We were trained to give medication and only medication as the first and only choice. And both of us autoimmune disease sufferers here are saying medication shouldn't be your first nor only choice when there's hundreds of other things that you can do before that, that work. Totally. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's go back to here. Where are your results now? This is just two months later. I mean, you've been stalking the group for three years, but you joined the program two months ago. Where are you now? Well, I am feeling a lot better. I don't feel dizzy. Like I probably haven't felt dizzy once in two months now. When did I stop? I, well, like maybe a month and a half ago. Yeah. So like two or three weeks in the program, boom, your dizziness stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Has that ever stopped during the time you had bots? I mean, uh, there was a period when I was on Plaquenil where it had stopped, but in June was when things started getting bad and it had been consistent since June for six yeah. months. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But dizziness is better. None for about a month and a half. What else? Well, just definitely my energy is better. I feel like I don't have a time of day that I crash. I also don't feel like I used to just, my muscles would ache all the time. Like I would wake up and it felt like I had run a marathon, but I had done nothing (laughs) but lay in my bed and I don't feel achy and I have the energy to exercise and yeah. Okay. So you've been dealing with autoimmunity for how long now? How many years total do you think? I know of probably five years, but probably much longer than that. Okay. You've been dealing with these autoimmune symptoms for five years Mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of probably the last six to seven weeks. There's major turnaround, no dizziness, way more energy, muscle aches are decreasing, almost gone. Yeah. People want to know, like, this is unheard of by your doctors. This is unheard of in the conventional medicine world. This sounds like a miracle. And I'm here to tell you it's not, Mm -hmm. you know that I know that. So what's the secret sauce? What are some of the impactful things that you learned about you and what data created these outcomes for you just in the last month? Yeah. I also forgot to mention that my Sjogren's symptoms have been a lot better too. I like was what? getting 
really dry eyes and really dry mouth on um, the last couple months before I started the program. And I just started noticing that that's gotten a, a lot better too. So that's also awesome. And you know that that stuff doesn't get better with your rheumatologist. Rheumatologists right. are like, what? It's in your head. You're cray cray. You an antidepressant. <laughs> what do you mean you're less dry? Okay. So what do you think yeah. were the most impactful okay. things you did these? The first thing that made the biggest difference is probably blood sugar. A couple of things that changed when I started doing the program. So I had already discovered gluten-free and I had already figured out that lower carb in general was probably better. What I didn't understand was why well, I was intermittent fasting, which I learned is great in theory, but not for me when I was struggling and probably not for me for a long time, potentially. <laughs> One of the worst things you can do with pots is intermittent fast. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know that now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I started eating breakfast again. I make sure that I eat every three-ish hours and I make sure that what I'm eating is really balanced in terms of, you know, the carbs and protein and fat. And I tried even if I can even get the carbs a little bit lower than the rest. And that seems to be my sweet spot. So you're really learning that more frequent eating, balancing your macronutrients in this program really did help at least with blood sugar balancing throughout the yes. entire day. That's yes. the linchpin to POTS. That's yes. actually a really big part of this. Mm-hmm. And no one is approaching POTS as a blood sugar or autoimmune issue. Right. So that is the single thing that can turn around pots and rooms within days. Yeah. That was my experience. Yeah. And I chose to wear a continuous glucose monitor for two weeks Mm -hmm. just to kind of get an idea of what was going on with my blood sugars. And wow, it was incredible. Like I didn't know that I was having low blood sugars at night, which I know you've told us. Yeah. (laughs) And I saw it. I mean, it was at least twice a night I was dipping down into the forties and the CGM gives you a graph and I compared it to my Fitbit sleep cycle. And it was hysterical. I mean, it was literally just exactly the same. Like the moment I dropped into the forties, I woke up and then, yeah. So I started doing something before bed, you know, I mix like cashew milk and turmeric and cinnamon and collagen and the relaxer. And I do that before bed. And then it was perfect all night long. I love that. And that's pretty quick. I mean, probably mm-hmm. within a couple of days, you were sleeping through the night and oh, yeah. throughout the night. Yeah. I mean, the first night. I didn't. Well, <laughs> the first night. Yeah. So, the first night. <laughs> and then my next question is, so you said blood sugar was big. What else? Yeah. I didn't know that I had PCOS. I learned that in the program. Polycystic ovarian syndrome. Yeah. Everybody watching. Mm-hmm. All right. What does it matter? Well, it has a lot to do with blood sugar. It's hugely connected. And I think I also didn't realize that a lot of like my meals had been kind of balanced before this program, but I didn't understand the importance of eating frequently. So I'm sure I was having low blood sugar throughout the day, but also the snacks I was having would be like, you know, corn tortilla chips, just plain. And then I did that for fun when I was on the monitor just to see what would happen. And it was, you know, my blood sugar shot really high and dropped really low. And that's when I was like, oh, I don't feel that great right now. And and then I thought, oh, this is what I was feeling all day, every day. (laughs) You were in low blood sugar, like most of the day. Mm -hmm. And I think I learned that because I have PCOS, my body is is probably reacting more dramatically with these highs and lows than the average person. You can teach my program. (laughs) (laughs) You're so good. That is huge. So identifying the diagnosis of PCOS through hormone testing and learning about the patterns in the program really made a big difference there. And then you connect it with our blood sugar pillar as well. 
Yes. And I, I was having a lot of hormonal symptoms and those have started to improve as well. So that's been nice. Like what, what hormonal symptoms are better? My cycles had shortened and they they're starting to lengthen out again. And my periods were heavier. And this last period was the first time it wasn't. I know. A couple of weeks later, lady, Uh just you wait three months or a year later, every month I tell people it's going to get better and better and better. It's not just a two month program. It's two month launch pad to a year of autoimmune turnaround. And that happened with your first cycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Yeah, I know. So that's been great. So hormonal symptoms have really improved. Great. So you think major pivoting turning points was blood sugar. PCOS and really working on your hormones to decrease hormone symptoms as well. Those are some big things. And I think one more big thing is the nutritional deficiencies. Oh, let's talk about that. Yeah. So I was really low and have been for a long time with iron and vitamin D. I knew both of those. I didn't understand the piece about vitamin D being a lifelong thing. So we were doing that thing where I'd supplement, I'd be fine. And then we'd check here later and I was dropped off again. And so now I just get it and I'm going to stick with it. And for iron, that was complicated. Everyone knew I was low, but I just couldn't tolerate the they oral. You know why either? Yeah, yeah. Probably, you know, low stomach acid, but also the heavy periods, the heavy frequent periods. Both. Yeah. So if um, you don't fix the hormones to fix the heavy periods, you're mm-hmm. just trying to load up on very expensive, hard to absorb iron and it never goes up, wasting exactly. your efforts. Right. You got to fix I, the hormones, people, mm-hmm. <laughs> to fix periods or to fix low iron. But the other piece is digestion was probably a hidden cause. You didn't know you weren't Mm -hmm. absorbing iron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you helped me troubleshoot. I still didn't do super great, even on like the liquid iron, but I found, and you kind of checked out this iron patch. So, you know, to be determined, I haven't, it's not time yet to recheck my iron levels, but I've been doing that every night and I have no GI symptoms. And some of the things that I think are connected to iron, like my Raynaud's and feeling cold all the time. And some of the fatigue stuff is starting to get better. So I feel like it's building up. So hopefully like what low iron has to do with Raynaud's <laughs> hormones have to do with Raynaud's blood yeah. sugar has to do with Raynaud's no shit. Sherlock. <laughs> now, you know, yeah, like I, the level of like ignorance around Raynaud's is an autoimmune disease and what the underlying causes are and how fixable they are. Like is stunning. It's yeah. shockingly bad out there. Yeah. 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 I love that. Okay. What's your favorite thing about the program? I love the mastermind meetings. At first I was intimidated by them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm intimidating. (laughs) You are a little like tough, tough love is a good way to put it. You weren't tough on me, but I was watching um, some friends that hadn't done their homework. You were being a little tough on them, but honestly, you know what I thought about it? I was actually really gave me so much respect for you because I know that you were doing that because you wanted them to learn the material and you care about them. Yeah. And I think they knew that. And it was cool to see like the commitment shift. It's like, they needed that. Hey, this yeah. is what is expected. And I really respect that. Like, but here's the difference, Sarah. For me, I tell people, you know, that your orientation with me, I said, if I do my job right, which I always do at the end of these two months, you're going to learn not just the answers, but how to think like me yes. so you can troubleshoot and come up with answers for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. That is a totally different promise and commitment level than any other doctor, any, yes. whatever program you think you've been through. That is not this. This is, I'm literally teaching you the skills of how I think. So I am constantly during these mastermind calls, training you guys how to think. Don't just pop out the answer. I'm going to say, why do you think that? Yep. Like the why, 
And if you understand the why, it's so easy to troubleshoot. But if you're just memorizing, it makes it really hard to troubleshoot later in life. And I'm teaching you how to think like me for the rest of your life. (laughs) Well, and that's what I loved about it because I felt like I am remembering and retaining the information in a different way because of the way that you would ask the questions every time. Right. It trains your brain to go, okay, now in this new scenario, how would you fix, how would you figure this out? Right. And I actually think that's why I'm going to remember these things. That is correct. And I've done this thousands of times and we've had this program for over four years. I've been a physician since, whoa, I'm 25 years now. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, really, I mean, 25 years, first 10 years as a family medicine doctor, the last, then the next 10 years after that as a functional medicine doctor, mm-hmm. and then the last four and a half years as a functional medicine doctor teaching an online program. Mm-hmm. So to me, like teaching this is a whole different animal. Yes. And the intention behind it is different. It's people are like, do you do consults? You know, whatever. I'm like, you really want to see me for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or even 40 minutes and call it good. Let me just feed the answers and you go and you think that's going to create lifelong wellness. Right. I don't care if it's a miracle worker or a prophet or Jesus you're seeing, right? <laughs> for me, my commitment is much higher than that is I'm going to teach you how to think like me. Yeah. I'm teach people how to fish. I don't throw dead fish at them because I'm not interested in, in throwing fish at you for the rest of your life. I'm not teaching a model of dependency here, right. which many doctors and quote unquote other programs do. I'm actually teaching you the skills to think like me. So it's a program to teach you independency, right? Which is very different. It's very empowering. Actually. Yeah. I hope you can feel that. I mean, here's the thing. The other thing is there's a lot of healthcare providers out there. There's a lot of people in the lay public out there and they're like, I obviously I'm an MD and I'm functional medicine trained and I have autoimmune disease, but people right. still are like, uh, can I trust this? Is this really a real medical problem, medical program? Is this trustworthy? Is this scientific or data-driven? You're a medical professional, so I want you to critically evaluate what is the medical soundness of what I'm teaching here? How was your experience with that? Absolutely. I feel like every step of the way it was, let's draw these labs and then let's review them. I mean, I feel like even when people would ask questions about things that weren't a part of the program, like other random treatments, I always felt like you gave a really honest review. This is not backed by science and this is, it just, that always felt like it was the crux of what we were talking about was what we had data on. I love that. Okay. Why did you almost not join the program? To be clear, I trust the amount of money, like in always it is worth it. And of course I feel like it's worth it now, but it's just, you know, it's just a lot. And it was hard to set aside the funds to do it. And then I was also worried, you know, working full-time and having kids, like when would I find time to do the modules and all the meetings, it actually worked out really well to have like two different sessions, right? So you could do a daytime one or an evening one. And all the evening ones were right after I put the kid, actually, I got to avoid putting the kids to bed and my husband <laughs> 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 it worked out great. I had two months off of bedtime. So. <laughs> I mean, I did miss it and I'm doing it again now, but it was a nice break. <laughs> Yeah. So timing wise, let's talk to, you said one was the money. Secondly was, would you be able to find the time to do it? Let's talk money first. You have gone through the program now and I want you to critically evaluate what was that investment for you? What's the return on that investment? Good investment, bad investment, 
Definitely a good investment. Yeah. I mean, I think back on like, for example, this summer I had to go to the cardiologist and I had to do all these different tests. And then I do have insurance, thankfully, and it covers a great portion of it. But, you know, by the time you add up all the co-pays and all the co-insurance and all of that, you know, it it adds up really quickly. And I know that long-term, I'm just not going to need all of that. Like I I have, have a much, you know, more sustainable plan moving forward. Well, and think about it, your job, full-time job as a nurse, had this progressed for the next three years, you're looking at, I mean, muscle weakness, right? brain nods, dizziness, fainting, what your ability to drive, your ability to work is really in danger. And think about your salary just in true one year of you yeah. know, disability. Yeah, right? definitely. So it's like, people don't think about the fact that if you don't do something to stop this pattern, What Mm -hmm. we do know happens is, let's say, I ask this question a lot. Like, think about what's happened to your health over the last three years, doing what you did. Yeah. If you continue to do those exact same things over the next three years, just scientifically plot that out, what else could get worse? Right. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Just based on the data of what you experienced last three years, you already know what the next three years is going to be like. Right. Yeah. And so that's a guarantee, right? And it's a guarantee if you don't interrupt that pattern, that will happen. And for many of us, that includes being disabled. And that is an unacceptable price for me. Think about what that means for the rest of your life, not to be able to work, much less spend time with your children or your family, or much less living every day in pain. What is the dollar amount on that? I realize I definitely would pay that amount. Absolutely. If And I wouldn't have been even worried about it had I known for a fact, like this is going to create this outcome. But I think that was the fear. It's like, well, what if I spend this and it doesn't create this outcome? I think as a nurse who had been trying to do a lot of natural things on my own, I was afraid. What if there's no new info? What if I don't learn anything? (laughs) And it's just funny because of course I learned like so much. So yeah. Actually, that's another thing. Some people say, I know so much. What could you possibly teach me? And I'm literally laughing. Not in like a prideful way. It wasn't like I doubted you. No, it was just it was fear-based. It's like, oh no, I've already no. done so much research. What if there's nothing new that I learn and that I've taken this risk and invested this money and I don't learn anything? So. Well, how much did you learn? So much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have doctors tell me they learned more during this program than during medical school. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the other question is going to be time. Were you able to make time out of being full-time school nurse, working a mom at home, also dealing with these debilitating symptoms? Were you able to make time to make this happen? Yes. The first couple of weeks, just because it's an adjustment and you're trying to figure out the new schedule. And I also still wasn't feeling great. But then once you start to feel better, (laughs) you have a lot more energy and you're motivated, but also I love learning about this type of stuff. I feel like I'm a lifelong like learner and kind of nerd when it comes to all these things. So for me, it wasn't hard. I was like, Ooh, I want to watch the next module. Like I was like trying to slow myself down. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. I love that. One question I have is what's something that you can do today effortlessly that two months ago you would have thought was impossible. I don't want to say that running is effortless because that would be a lie, but I feel like I can actually go on a run again. And I didn't think I would be able to do that. Wow. When was so, the last time you actually were able to run? Like before the program? Yeah. When things started getting bad again, it was June. So sometime before that. Okay, great. Yeah. Next question. What do you think the impact of these outcomes have been on the people around you? Well, so as you probably know, someone autoimmune, when you feel bad, you kind of hide it wherever you can and you yeah. like push forward. So at work, I don't know that anyone would notice a difference because I was always giving it like 110, but it home is probably, it's the most noticeable because that's where I would crash. So 
I would say my husband for sure has always been amazing and has always picked up like way more than his share of everything going at home whenever I felt bad. And so I think he probably feels a bit relieved that (laughs) it's more even again. (laughs) And I always wanted to be really honest with them that, you know, what was going on and like why I was you know, laying on the couch or not doing the thing. Cause I didn't want them to think it, I just didn't want to hang out with them or, or play or whatever it was. And I think that that worried them. And I always struggled with that balance of being honest, but, but what's been really cool is just, they see that, I mean, I don't have to be on the couch anymore. Like I can go do whatever it is that they want to do. We were sledding yesterday, like, you know, so yeah, it, that's been amazing. Okay. I love that. All right. Any final thoughts? Just if- gratefulness. <laughs> If there was a Tara out there, which there are, by the way, everybody watching here in some ways thinks they're a super special rare zebra. And I'm going to tell you, you're freaking not. (laughs) Yeah. Because for every Tara out there, there is probably 10,000 people just like you that have very similar journey or symptoms as you have. Right. Even if they don't have an exact diagnosis match or not. And I know you as a school nurse, medical professional with as much symptoms as you did, having spent as much time, money, energy, researching this as much as you did, you were afraid that you were going to spend money and not get outcome. You know, like if you were talking to that person out there, to another terror who was sitting out there two months ago, what would you say to her now that you've been at the other end of this? Yeah, I would say it's normal to be worried because there are a lot of things out there that don't give you the return, right? And we've we've tried a lot of those things already. So that's normal. But I would just say, rest assured, you will learn so much and you will get to the bottom of what is causing all of your symptoms. And like, you'll then create a plan to feel better and you will feel better. That does add in one more question, which is when you were in there watching all the other people going through the program at the same time, What do you feel like? Because everybody has all different diagnoses and symptoms. What was your observation on the level of outcome that people were getting and solutions they were getting watching all the other people around you? Yeah, everyone was having outcomes. And it it was so encouraging, especially, and I, you know, I kind of wondered what it would be like to be in a group with a bunch of people that were at different stages, but I loved it because as a new person, I could see people that were going over their hormone results, which is happening closer to the end. And I could see, you know, what results they had. And then I got to be that person at the end, right. With the results. And I was just really cool. Yeah. I actually love the idea that you're going through the program and people are in different weeks and it's so cool. Cause you get to see what's ahead of you yes. and be inspired also by their learning, their level of knowledge and their results. But when you're the person at week eight or later, you can look back and see what they're reviewing in week one. You're like, I remember that. That's yeah. a good refresher. I, f- I forgot about that part. So I think it really helps in integrating it all together. And that's, I think, really key about the program is we're integrating all five pillars. Yes. And how do you put it all together? Like Raynaud's or POTS don't exist in a vacuum where it's just one part of, the, of one pillar and that's the solution. Right. There's something from every pillar for every single one of your symptom and every single one of your diagnosis. There's something from each of our five pillars that right. integrates into that answer. And what I loved was seeing that like what also felt so honest and real to me watching everyone go through the program as well. If you said that give this example of like, if you go for heavy metal testing, everyone's going to come out with positive heavy metals, right? It wasn't like that. It was like, okay, you have a thyroid issue and you have a blood sugar issue. And I felt like it, that is what felt so genuine about it is it wasn't like, oh, we're just trying to say everyone has all of these problems. It's like, we're honing in on what your problems are and what they're not. So we can figure out exactly what you need. 
and everyone had their own specific, you know, realization, right. And plan and their own specific results. And that's what felt so real about it. I love that. That was amazing, my dear. So generously sharing your time and your journey with us. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be impacted by this. Good. Well, thank you for everything. (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks, everybody. It was really great to see someone just like Tara, who is a medical professional with a host of autoimmune diagnosis and symptoms and a mystery illness like POTS. These are the kind of things, literally, they sound like super special rare zebra that's really hard to solve in the conventional medical world. But literally, these diagnoses or symptoms are what I eat for breakfast. As you can tell, I think it's really important. And I hope her interview shows you that by integrating the concepts and the triggers in the five pillars of transform, we can come up with personalized answers to really shut down the autoimmune attack against every target. So you don't have to play whack-a-mole. All these symptoms, all these diagnoses are connected by an underlying autoimmune disorder. And you have to stop feeding that autoimmune disorder to stop all of these from getting worse and new diagnosis and new symptoms. So she's a wonderful case and she's an incredibly articulate lady to actually be able to articulate that. So I hope you understood and that you enjoyed it and learned something powerful from it. If you want to learn more, you want to work with me on turning around your autoimmunity, there's a link to chat our team and you can join our Facebook group, Transform Autoimmune Disease Naturally. Thanks everybody. Have a great day.